Welcome to episode number 36 of the Minnesota Music Shakedown, a podcast dedicated to spinning some of the best original Twin Cities and beyond area music. Featured this week are conversations and new music with the Samuel John Band. I'm your host, Mark Sterry. Check me at MarkSterryMusic.com and thank you for supporting live and local music. This is Brandon. This is Jake. This is John. This is Samuel John, and we're the Samuel John Band, and you're listening to the Minnesota Music Music Shakedown.
was the song Set Me Free by the Samuel John Band. Next up, they discuss recording, gigging, beginnings of their journey, and afterwards, perform live. The Samuel John Band. Welcome to the Minnesota Music Shakedown. How's it going today there, guys? Good, Mark. Thanks for having us, man. All right. Yeah, boys. It's good to see you guys again. And we were going to do this because the Samuel John Band is good buddies of mine. And uh, we were going to do this at the B-Dale Club, our, one of our favorite bars, this side of the Mason-Dixon line, I like to say. But but uh, opposed to Holland, they're going to play some live stuff for us. So something we kind of, it's been a while since we've had that on the podcast. So instead of hauling instruments down to the B-Dale, we just figured we'd do it Zoom style and save the big in-person ones for the top five shows Hopefully, a lot of them coming up. So, where are you guys zooming in from? So, we're currently at our drummer John's house. John yeah. here, southern um, Southern Egan. <laughs> southern Egan, yeah. nice. Yeah. The original Samuel John band practice spot. So, <laughs> I love it. Where we, we we had started a long time ago. Uh, we all just showed up one day. Uh, we had some personal connections with each other and. Ended up, uh, it, it ended up just clicking, and uh, we're like, "Hey, we sound like a band. We should do something with that." <laughs> nice. Um, so, Sam, you know, do you want to introduce everybody in the band and kind of lean yeah. towards that middle mic when you're talking? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so, I'm Samuel John. Uh, I'm from Bram, uh, born in Cambridge, Minnesota. Grew up in Bram. Uh, currently reside in Roseville, St. Paul area, and uh, started playing music uh, a little after COVID. Kind of a COVID project for me to come out of the other side when the bars reopened to be able to play three hour shows. Um, and you mentioned B-Dale club and that was my, the B-Dale club was my first paid show as a musician ever. So love that place. It's, that place is like family now. So now, man, I've played like 50 shows there now, probably. Oh, at least man. So, yeah. Some shows with you too, Mark. Of course. Um, but, uh, I can, uh, introduce you guys and maybe say something a little bit. And this is Brandon Nelson. Uh, howdy. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brandon. Uh, Grew up in uh, uh, Stillwater, Minnesota. St. Paul guy now for for the last uh, uh, several years of my life anyway. Um, So I I, I met Sam. um, uh, We host a a little open mic, uh, open jam at the the Terminal Bar in Minneapolis. Um, And Sam rolled in one night and uh, I heard this guy playing. It was very specifically, it was uh, Whiskey Myers, Bury My Bones. And I thought, man, that's a killer tune. Um, at the time, I did not know it was a cover, um, but then I, I heard the originals, and I was just like, absolutely, uh, sign, sign me up. And I told him if you ever needed a guitar player to uh, give me a shout. And then he, like, ghosted me for several months. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but, but we, we, we reconnected, so. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do feel like informing this. There was a little bit of ghosting happening due to COVID and everything. We're like, hey, oh yeah, we were. Yeah, doing you know, that. there there were good there were good reasons. <laughs> for it. It wasn't gotcha. Just because he got locked out of his Tinder account, you know. Nice. <laughs> All right, Sam Swan, bass, guitar. Jake Abel. Yeah, my name is Jake Abel, bassist for Samuel John Band. Uh, grew up in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Uh, my mom was a musician growing up, so that she kind of inspired me and uh, taught me piano growing up. Started playing trombone in high school and went yeah. to school for music at the <laughs> University of Minnesota Duluth, where I met Samuel John. Um, we became friends in college. Uh, I was playing in another band at that time. And then, yeah, we both ended up moving down to Minneapolis, and he was chasing after his dream of becoming a musician. And I was playing in another <laughs> band, and we ended up playing shows together, and then... Yeah, I joined his band. He, needed, he decided to start a full band, needed a bassist, 
asked me and I was pumped with the idea. So yeah, one of the original members here and it's been great ever since. Are you guys ever going to play down in the Eau Claire area? I went to college at UW-Stout. I actually had to go to a funeral nice. there last uh, uh, last week, but uh, I know that's kind of a rich music area. And a little plug to my cousin's construction fam from my cousins from Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. They have Starry Construction, and they oh, yeah. do yep. they work on <laughs> studios for that Bon Iver guy in Eau Claire. Oh yeah, ah. yep, yep. <laughs> Jake. I've I've seen him multiple times. He went to my high school. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake used to go see him in coffee shops. Oh, yeah. I used to go see him in coffee shops for like way cheaper than you can go see him now. And yeah, I grew up going, my parents would take uh, take me and my three sisters to go see Bon Iver. And then, uh, yeah, he slowly got bigger. He'd play at UW Eau Claire. And now he's playing like stadium tours, I think, pretty much. So. Yeah. I'm Man, not. I, I tell you, if that dude ever had anybody tell him that he wasn't going places or like doubted him for a second, I would just stroll around Eau Claire with my Grammy Awards, like just in my pocket, <laughs> just ready to go at all times. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. And the drums. Yeah, John Wander. Uh, my name is John Wander. I'm originally from the Fargo-Moorhead area. Uh, grew up there, uh, but went to school in Holly, Minnesota. My dad uh, was a band director out there for 30-plus years. Just recently retired. Was working as a road rep for Schmidt now. And uh, I, ever ever since uh, I, I left college, I went to college at Minnesota State University, Moorhead. Uh, moved out to D.C. for a while. Uh, didn't really do a lick of music after after high school for some time and then when I was in DC kind of isolated from the family and stuff I was like man really wish I had something to connect to home and I found a group out there uh, that, that did, actually did a 90s uh, set and I played with them for a little while uh, at, at a bar and stuff and just got me back into the music scene and I was like this is really cool when I move back I should you know try to find something I came uh, I, I ended up working uh, at a, at a, at a, at a yeah at a design firm here in town and uh, through a friend I met Brandon uh, we played in a band called Church Clothes for a little bit <laughs> yep. and uh, that that was a lot of fun didn't ended up it, it ended up not really going anywhere but then uh, we ended up uh, you know breaking breaking from that COVID happened and then one you know through half of it we were just like hey we should do something virtual or get together or do some type of music thing again and uh, then nothing happened for like three or four months and then you message me back and you're like hey we should do something <laughs> and i was like okay let's actually do it and then you're like i know these two guys and then we all met here one night and then we just kind of kicked it off and it, it sounded really good and we're like okay we should we should do some more practices and then we did our first show so it, it how long do you think we got it's like we, we practiced before we actually did anything was it about a year no, say. it wasn't that long. Uh, I, I was gonna say I, I feel like from from start to finish, like the wind up, like because yeah. church clothes, right? We probably practiced with that band for over a year and never played a single show. Um, meanwhile, Samuel John band, I, I think we were like what, what three, four months maybe, yeah, top, yeah tops, ready to go. Yeah. Like, okay. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I know. Like right after we had played for the first time or whatever, we we felt really comfortable just as a group and stuff. But then it was just refining after that, so. Super, super rare to find, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I kind of already had, you know, I've done a bunch of shows, and I had basically these sets I was playing, mm -hmm. and I brought them to these guys, and these three do not have, did, didn't have, like, really the same musical taste as me, and so, like, they didn't know a lot of the songs, so I thought it was, you know, it was, it was cool in the beginning that they picked up on it so fast, and then became fans of the same artists and music, like, influences I am, too, so it was a cool transition, but, uh, 
for sure. Why Sam is kind of a refresher for me and, and a breath of fresh air. When I was your age, Sam, I played in an outlaw country band and put out number of albums and did that kind of stuff. And I had a, a country, but it was kind of a musicians from all different wakes of life, and that kind of made our sound. Our drummer was a real big punk rock guy. Uh, the guitar player, actually, I'm playing on Thursday at, at the B-Dale Club, Dan Neal. He's a genius. He plays country real well, jazz real well, and then uh, the drummer's all over, but it was kind of fun uh, doing that outlaw country, more songwriter, folky outlaw thing. It lends itself more to in different people's interpretations of it, it seems like. Do you think so, Sam? Yeah, I, I feel like the the unique group we got here influenced our sound a lot because you know I when, I when I was starting out I, I thought of myself as like you know like inspired by like classic country like classic and 90s country some of the stuff I grew up on and I grew up all sorts of stuff but and you know Jake on bass over here has played in punk bands and alternative bands yeah. Brandon's <laughs> played with every group under the sun anything from anything from metal to funk to uh, I was gonna, I was gonna say I, I appreciate them because like I, I feel like uh, the metal thing comes out way more often than you'd expect it to, but it, it's yeah. definitely there. It's it's in the it's in the mix. Yeah, and then John, some of that. I was gonna say early two thousands probably yeah. is, is when I really started paying attention to, to music, and so, I mean, I've I've always been around music, but I didn't really start paying attention for myself until early two thousands, I think. Yeah, and uh, that I mean all that. And it was really kind of the rock and kind of hip hop genre, honestly, and stuff. So uh... yeah, so I came into practice with the you know with, yeah. the, with these songs, you know, only a few originals at the time, and then we we're you know a lot of cover, a lot of cover songs in the beginning, and and like we do these renditions, and all of a sudden people at our shows would be like, hey, we love your like rock version of Seminole Wind, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, are we a rock band? <laughs> like, like you long know. country boy is taking on a different. Uh, <laughs> different yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So how did we're here? One of the main reasons we're having on here is celebrating your first release as a band, um, uh, "Set Me Free." I heard Sam play this a long time ago, the Beto Club, and I was really impressed with how you guys put that together. Do you guys mind talking about how maybe Sam, how you present songs to the band, and then how what was the transition from practice to the studio to having it now out all over the place? Make sure you guys lean Definitely. into the microphone and talk to a little bit. Thanks. Yeah, here, yeah. I'm going yeah. to move the microphone up. I think it's sagging a little bit. <laughs> so you're probably the uh, quietest one there, John. I know. I'm I'm, I'm behind the uh, the the pattern of the mic, so I'll try to get in here. Okay. The, yeah. Uh, there you go. There we go. I mean, so I'll you know whenever I write a new song, I just come to practice, and usually I'm like, hey, I'll play this through once with for you guys. You guys let me know what you think, and then let's just all try it together. What ended up happening is I play through the first verse, and then everyone picks up their instruments and starts playing along. <laughs> and we just completely wing it. Um, and then afterwards, we'll just talk about, like, we'll make sure that everyone you know, has chords right and talk about, like, you know, dynamics and stuff. And uh, we'll throw ideas back and forth with each other about how we're doing the instrumentals. And it's just like a couple – usually it starts off with just a couple repetitions of just playing – playing it over again and um things just naturally happen or fall into place when we you know we have good chemistry so things just start falling in place and so you know that first you know first practice is always rough we just do a couple rough takes of it you know and 
then over 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 the coming weeks, we'll like when we come back to it, we'll just start like finalizing it. Like, hey, you know, at the end of this verse, we should do this thing. Um, yeah, I think one of the interesting things about the group too is just like everyone is listening to each other. No one is, you know, trying to overstep and you know do something crazy. We're all listening to each other and complimenting each other, and I think that that definitely helps in those scenarios when we're first playing a song. Just be like. Well, maybe I'll add an accent there. I'll do this and let him, you know, Brandon yeah. bring out the solo and, you know, bring bring that rhythm out and the bass can just kind of carry it and everything. So like, it's it's a lot of mixing in our heads as we're as we're putting it together. <laughs> if if uh, if anything sticks out to me, this is the first band that I've that I've played in where we have a guy who's primarily playing rhythm guitar on an acoustic instrument, right? Um, and mm-hmm. and in my head, I think that actually does feed back into like how the rest of the musicians treat the songs because like that that's an instrument that um has it has like a rhythmic percussive element to it mm-hmm. it's a chordal element to it um so like and, and it covers a lot of sonic territory the deep lows high highs and it's like it, it kind of gives us a little bit more freedom to like give the song space because you've always got that just that rock solid backbone of acoustic guitar where i've i've been in bands with like two guitars and keyboards and all that sort of stuff like that and i feel like if a, if a player drops out you feel naked all of a sudden right but like if we pull back dynamically of this group I'm like you know what we've always got that that freight train rolling through the song like yeah I understand that 100 percent absolutely uh so where did you track the song at what was that story how'd you wind up in this particular studio yeah so some you know I'm a part of the I'm part of the Midwest country music organization I'm not I'm not super active in that group but I have made a couple of really valuable connections there and I made a connection with uh River Rock Studios in Northeast Minneapolis through the Midwest CMO. They were looking for a country rock group, um, and I sent them a you know a live performance of our "Set Me Free" uh, song. We played "Set Me Free" at Northwoods Jam up north last August in Henriette, Minnesota, and I sent them a video. And I'm like, "Hey, is this kind of what you're looking for?" Like, we'd love to come track at the studio, and they said, "Hell yeah!" Would like to take a minute or two to thank the two sponsors of this week's podcast, Mosaic Chrysler's Umbrella and the B-Dale Club. Mosaic Chrysler's Umbrella owner, Monir, picked up a Chevy dealership as well in Zabrota. Check them out. Although winter has not panned out as being as many snow obstacles as usual, the traffic, etc., has been just as much of a pain as anything else it always has been, and I feel safe traveling from gig to gig, dog work to dog work, in my new black Jeep Cherokee X. I love it. I got from Mosaic Chrysler Zambroda. They sold me a great car, and their philosophy is simple, time-saving, hassle-free, fair price. Check out the inventory at ZambrotaCDJ.com, or take the beautiful drive down US 52 to 1900 Roscoe Avenue, Zambrota, Minnesota, to visit them in person. Venice sellers from Monday through Friday, 8 to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 9 to 5 p.m., closed on Sundays. Check out Mosaic Chrysler Zabrota today. Enjoy safe winter, if you can call it. Season full of adventures and memories out in that open road in a new ride. And the B-Dale Club, the BDC 2100, one of my favorite bars this side of the Mason-Dixon line, and especially in Roseville slash St. Paul, Minnesota area. The B-Dale Club, located at the corner of Cowdero B. And Dale's motto is a place for family, a place for friends, a place for fun. And that is a stone cold truth. Go say hello to Troy of Pity Q Barbecue. Check out Pig in the Garden Sandwich, Pulled Pork, Ribs, all the great stuff going on down there. We love the Beetle Club. Very excited for Winter Bocce this Sunday. 
There'll be no snow. We might be doing something else, but Dale Severson will think of something. Natalie, Shelley, Dustin, the entire bar staff are all state-of-the-art cocktail wizards. As of late, my libation of choice is the classic screw-up cocktail. Another to quote 16-time world champion Ric Flair, Taste of the Devils. Live music, pool table, pull tabs, Tuesday Night Chess Society, Bingo, Meet Raffle, Bocce Ball Thursdays, and much, much more. b has got it all. Stop by for a cold one. Now. You know, we 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 have some other stuff in the works right now too, and so "Set Me Free" wasn't even supposed to be our first release, um, and we have this other stuff in our works. But you know, it's kind of the right time, right song, right time, right moment, right mm-hmm. place, and uh, we went or you know, River Rock, and we cranked it out in like four or five hours, and uh, they had the master ready for us less than two weeks later, and uh, we're like, well. Should we just release this one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think we're all itching to kind of get it out there. So it, yeah, we're we're super excited about it and yeah, kind of ready ready to do more. <laughs> Are you guys so planning ready, on like, like yeah. putting this towards like an album? Do you have enough songs for albums and just kind of piece them together, release singles, and when to get close, dump some on there? Or what are you guys thinking? Yeah, we're so, we're slowly piecing some songs together. We have a we have another single in the works. Um, potentially think about another single after that. Um, we're also thinking about, we're also, well, not thinking about, but like planning to do, uh, an EP, uh, in the spring we're hoping for. Um, so maybe, you know, four to six songs somewhere in there. Um, so we got things in the works. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some cogs turning. Um, yeah, this, uh, releasing Set Me Through is so much fun. And, you know, we got these shows coming up that, you know, we get to, play it for people and stuff too and we're just really excited to get more music out and we yeah we do have music ready and so we're just you know trying to go through the motions (laughs) so what's some big shows you guys have coming up you have any summer shows booked up yet yeah Yeah. a couple things here and there so i don't know when this podcast is coming out but we do play 7th street entry on february 1st with uh devin whirly band and russ Parrish and the lone oaks we probably should get that out before then yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then on a you know then we do another uh, another big Twin Cities show. We're doing uh, we're playing at KJ's Hideaway for the first time on uh, February sixteenth. Um, we have a show at Riders Saloon in. Uh, I'm looking at my calendar at the same time. <laughs> on, we have Riders Saloon on March 9th. and uh, there's some things where. Both confirmed and in the works in for the summer, but um, you know you can find all those dates at samueljohnband.com. Sam, can you tell us a little bit about your connection with Riders Saloon because you kind of have a unique perspective within the band scene. Um, I was fortunate enough coming up that my my uncle was in the country music industry, and your your family is kind of in the bar booking end of things. And you want to talk to us about writers a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah, so it was uh, 2018, I think. And mom, I'm sorry if I got that year wrong. Uh, <laughs> 2018, my parents decided to buy a bar. Um, and they bought what it was at the time. It was called Riders Bar and Grill. Now it's called Riders Saloon in Henriette, Minnesota, just west of Pine City, north of Bram. Um, and I come from a family that's very passionate about music. You know, we've gone to a lot of concerts together, um, and my parents had this dream of turning this bar into a place that had good food and good music. 
Um, and so now they're kind of a pretty well-established music venue there up north of the cities. Um, in my opinion, best live music north of the Twin Cities. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased, <laughs> but they bring in lots of local musicians and they bring in lots of touring musicians, and it's mostly independent musicians. Um, and it's a lot of uh, uh, independent uh, kind of, I'd say, like alter alternative country. You know, either your outlaw country artists of the world, your singer songwriters, um, country rock bands. Um, they bring in a lot of talent there, and uh, they give. Uh, it's it's great because a lot of these bands are kind of bigger in the south too that they you know come through minnesota and they you know there's only so many places to play in minnesota when your following's in the south and so my parents you know take take a gamble on a lot of these artists and bring them in and uh it's, I don't know, it's really cool what they're doing up there and I'm, you know my parents are doing a great job at supporting these musicians and stuff so uh it's super cool yeah musical family um and my little brother's in a band too, um, so it all kind of comes together. My little brother Ben Higgins drums for the Zach Randall band, um, and man, they just played Indianapolis last weekend, and um, and I think they played Chicago too, and they're they're doing they're going all over the place now. So, so we can go around to each member if you like. But when I was doing my Outlaw Country band, I loved doing it, loved recording. It was a ton of fun. I might still go back to it. Who ever knows? Um, one thing we were focused on was I was really really trying to get a lot of opening shows for at the time um, with the Red Dirt Country folks coming up towards here, try to open for a lot of folks. And a couple of those opportunities came true. It was, it was really cool. Um, what are some bands that realistically but awesome would, would be great for you to warm up sometime, either at a festival or somewhere in the next year or so? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Um, well, I, I was going to say... Um, We're talking uh, realistic or like dream? <laughs> well, let's, yeah, you yeah, can right. say dream. Let's say half dream, half realistic. Because honestly, mine, it was like Pat Green. But we got to play with Pat oh, Green. Yeah. So it was like, it was something, it was it was far-fetched a little bit, but it it, it was realistic. We, could, we got that spot. You know, so something like that, that would kind of kick off more, kick off your career more. I think for me personally, a musician that I got introduced to through Sam uh, at Northwoods Music Festival in Henriette was uh, Josh Malloy. Um, I saw that band the first time, and I think we saw him again, right, uh, somewhere on the show. But I like saw him, didn't haven't heard of him before. Fell in love with the music, followed them, followed them on Spotify. But yeah, they're they're a band that I that Sam introduced me to that I just really fell in love with their sound. That's a great answer. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some of like the bands I would really love to like, you know, you know, walk, you know, open for, or you know, however you want to say it. They're not even. They're not like stadium bands even. They're you know, the, there's these artists that have heavy influence on me and like this, you know, kind of independent country scene like Josh Malloy. Yeah. And artists Alex like Williams, maybe. Alex Williams would be awesome yeah. to play with, and or like you know, Joe Stam band or. Um, oh man, I've seen them Dirty Roses come through Minnesota a few times and they got an awesome country rock sound. That'd be fun to do. Um, you know, so bands like that. Um, yeah. Uh, 
Well, this this is not a realistic answer at all because honestly, <laughs> I'm drawing I'm drawing such a hard blank right now. But if I, but if but if I could open for anybody, and I think we'd actually be like kind of on on the right uh, on the right wavelength, is I'd love to open for the band Dawes someday. Uh, um, uh, that would that would be like a dream come true. I think the best best songwriter I've ever heard. Um, but uh, real uh, is is that a five year plan idea? Probably <laughs> probably more like that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I, you know, I think I was gonna say I think I think you guys listed all the ones I was probably gonna say. I'm I'm also drawing a blank, so <laughs> um, I don't know, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> you probably will actually. That seems pretty pretty realistic as far as like county fairs, state fairs. You probably I mean, might be able to. There's, there's always big... an avenue for that, right? <laughs> I, I appreciate that large vote of confidence, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Um. Why, so in that red dirt country scene, I guess, they tend to name the bands after the, the singer. You know, um, when I was in Nashville, I kind of was under the understanding that it was generally like the record label's album, and they pieced it together and just named it after the singer as one of the players. So when I was, had my band, it was called Mark Sterry and the Whiskey Roses. Opposed yeah. to sticking up, why did you go with just Samuel John Band, not go as a band, or add some tricky like uh, Bob Seger and a Silver Bullet Band, or George or George Jones and the or George, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So we thought about it <laughs> for a, a long time. Oh, we're like man. we're like in our first couple practices, like we need a name, and we just we're like we did the thing of like let's just wait for it to naturally come to us, right? Because we didn't want to like force some like yeah. bad cheesy, you know, outlaw country rock right. band name. Oh, I agree. And, yes. And I already had this brand of like Samuel John, and I'd, I'd already been playing shows. Um, and it represents. I mean, you're the lead singer of the group and stuff, and we're not lying about <laughs> anything. Um, truth in advertising. Yes, truth in advertising. And, yeah. and also, I was gonna say like it. It's kind of gone back and forth. People will ask me like, is it? Is it Sam and John? And I'm oh, like, no, John. <laughs> there's, there's no correlation there. It's all Sam and John. <laughs> and I would say we, we we had at least a couple days where we sat around and 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 did try to wood shop it. Yep. And and if I'm being real, I think every idea we kicked back, we just kept being like, wow, that is that is the 80th unusable band name we've had today. Like, you know? I remember my moment when I was gonna just be my name was something was we were playing a, a house party in at UW Stout where I went to college and I had this kind of meathead buddy of mine that had this house and he had a uh, house party and the band and I were trying to figure out a name all week long we had no idea so we were listening to the radio and the Rolling Stones song off their Exile of Main Street record the song Tumbling Dice came on it's like okay we're gonna call our band Tumbling Dice we love the Stones we thought we were badass whatever so my meathead buddy grabs a microphone and and he goes to the audience, goes, everyone give it up for tumbling dice. And I looked at him like, <laughs> I'm like, so, uh, I'm never doing this ever again. <laughs> you, you might uh, might get a kick out of this, Mark. So, uh, so if, if you if you like Exile on Main Street, it's it's the only uh, Stones record I ever owned. And um, when I started playing music, um, I started playing music in my church, and that's something that that I've been doing now for. Like my entire adult life as a musician. Just and, to clarify, uh, Sam, not, Satanic Church, right? 
Oh, 100%. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, no, no the, the Presbyterians, as it were. But uh, so uh, um, I actually, I, so I lead worship uh, at my church on Sunday nights, and uh, I desperately, desperately needed a song for Epiphany, which is, uh, you know, all about, oh, the light is here, light of the world, all that sort of stuff. And I was struggling so hard uh, last minute um, with a song choice idea to perform. And I actually ended up landing on uh, Shine a Light, which is the last track off of Exile on Main Street. Um, and people were coming up to me afterwards and playing, oh, that was such a beautiful hymn. I really enjoy And I'm thinking to myself, that is the Rolling Stones, ma'am. <laughs> but, you know, it worked. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So uh, what's your guys' social media stuff for people that want to check out your new song, keep up with you? Uh, if you guys got individual ones, just share that with us. Yeah, so on every major streaming service, it's under Samuel John Band. Um, uh, a link to all our socials will be on samueljohnband.com. Um, most active on Instagram and Facebook, which you should be able to look up either Samuel John Music or Samuel John Band on Facebook and Instagram, and it should pop up. So, One last question. So you guys are true to this outlaw, songwriter, folky, country, rock and roll style right? If someone came by and gave you money, would you guys ever consider getting fancy, being a bro band? Bro country. <laughs> how much money? Yeah, how, how much money are we talking about? If you and Brandon start doing the, the bro country rap, I, that might be the end of it for me, for you guys. You know? Oh, man. Uh, I uh, used to hear that was called Jihaw. Um, I, <laughs> I have a I, I have, uh, I have said no to money at gigs when someone waves a 20 in my face and asks me to play, you know, I shouldn't, I'm not going to name drop a, like a bro country artist. <laughs> well, you got a good job. Want, Sometimes want, musicians, musicians have to take it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, now that I say it, it seems, uh, I don't mean to offend any fellow musicians out there. Uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking that 20 and playing the song. <laughs> nice. But I have said no to it before. <laughs> nice. I was going to say, we take 100 for Freebird, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100 for Freebird, yeah, only 50 for Wagon. Thanks to Andrew Crowley from Organica Recording for assisting in post-production of this podcast. This has been the Minnesota Music Shakedown. If you'd like to toss a buck or two in the podcast tip jar, please go to patreon.com forward slash Music. If you like what I do, check out my website, MarkSteryMusic.com. For artists or song submissions, please email me at MarkSteryMusic at gmail.com or message me on social media. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. We're very lucky here at the Minnesota Music Shakedown to have Samuel John Band playing live on the show. Sam, what song are you going to play for us here? This song's uh, called Enjoy the Show. All right.
Joy is wrong. Joy is wrong. Joy is wrong. 